All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. All right, 877-37-GRIND is your number. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. All right, so keeping it moving. Um, NFL-wise, uh, let me see, make sure I didn't leave any other meat on the bone. What do you got? Well, where we were at. Yeah, talking about the Magic Johnson situation in regards to that he could be an integral part. And before you give me the insight, because you're like, do you know why he's a... Before you give me that, because I'm going to respond to this in real time. I don't know what you're about to tell me. But the point that I want to finish as we were going to break is because I do believe that those are discussions that are gone off the record or, you know, kind of talked about because it comes down to, um, look, it, it's... You know, especially in the time, I mean, let's just keep it real. I mean, in the time that we live in right now, especially in the last six to eight years and really five to four, especially um, with, the, the you know, the divisiveness and the division on everything, um, it's been the number one topic in race and race relations, gender relations, you know, stuff like that. But what people don't really talk about a lot of times, there's a business element of that side, too, that people look at. In uh, the business, when you look at dollars and numbers and stuff, and it just goes back to the same thing. Why do you see? I mean, I've always said that, like, you know, it's, it's the way I look at things. I mean, I'm not going to be apologetic about it. I mean, it, you, somebody could be looking at this totally opposite. I could be totally off, but it's just the way I view things. It's, you know, part of it, not all, but majority of the reasons, like when you just take for the LGBT community, um, you know, and this has been going on for at least for the last 20 years or more, but you, you see bigger companies and fortune 500 companies you've seen over the course of the last 10 or 20 years, they go out of their way to let you know that, Hey, we support that community. We do this now. Granted people live by like, Hey, regardless what your preference is, we're all humans, you know, respect each other. That's, you know, that's fine. And I'm not saying, and they could be doing that, for the most part, with those good intentions. But make no mistake about it. The other part of the reality of it is with these Fortune 500 companies, anybody's like, hey, do you understand how much more business that we can get if we open the doors and let them know they're accepted with our brand and our product? So my point in bringing that up is, before you tell me what you're about to tell me, is that I believe that is the reason why, and other reasons, because uh, the owners are making money regardless, hands over fist. But I feel that that is also the reason why those discussions go on, because it's just like, hey, do you understand what that could do for the NFL brand? Because trust me, there's not too many. There's, I mean, there's hardly any, you know, uh, majority African-American owners in professional sports, period. So there are discussions like, do you know what this could do to a Washington football team that's in Washington, D.C., where you're talking about 70 percent African-American population? Those discussions are part of it. I just totally believe. And, and, and honestly, I think, you know, the whole, you know, what took place in 2020 and the social justice and all that and the NFL stepping up. 
you know, put all 32 stadiums, messages in the end zone, in racism, you know, um, all this stuff on the back of the helmet. Yes, that was try to show, you know, that you're not deaf tone, I guess, to the, you know, topics and the concerns that have, you know, felt for majority of the guys that make up your league. But at the same time, I always thought at that time that was also as a, I mean, PR move is the wrong word to use, but it was also more of a smart type of branding business thing to be conscious about doing and participating in as well. So that's my thoughts. But tell me, what is the reason why there's reports saying that magic is a very important piece potentially to the sale of the Washington Commanders? If there was one owner in the NFL, Cal, who was, um, I don't know, down with the culture is maybe a way to put this. Who do you think that would be? There's about one or two, but the first one off the top of my head is going to say Robert Kraft. And that's the exact relationship that appears to be key. Hmm. Magic Johnson and Robert Kraft apparently have a, a relationship that goes back 15 years. Uh, Kraft said last week at the uh, league meetings in Arizona, mm-hmm. and that friendship is what kind of people are feeling could get the him the vote. You know, Magic Johnson and Harris's crew because Magic's not even Magic might be the big name, right. <laughs> but he's not the biggest name on this. Right, one. right. Um, so it's that relationship. Uh, last week, uh, Kraft had told uh, the media, "I love Magic. I'm a big fan of his. I have a lot of respect for him, and I think he adds value wherever he goes. He's been a great leader and someone who has dealt." with difficult situations, and came out with a smile. And so this if he could have Kraft's support, and as you've talked about before too, when you look at the NFL, there really seems to be three big owners, four big if you want to include Mark Davis in there, but it's Kroenke, it's Jerry Jones, and it's Robert Kraft. And so that one is kind of the, the lead um, that you could feel. Uh, Magic Johnson spoke with the media yesterday about his desire to own a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking with today, um, he said, I've got a ring in every sport, but I need a Super Bowl ring. And hmm. I would love to be part owner of the Commanders to not only do the great work on the field, but the work we could do with the, with the city. I think if they bless us, Mr. Snyder blesses us, with the opportunity to be an owner, it would be an emotional day for me. My father just died, so it would be a great moment for the Johnson family, as well as Josh Harris, who is the lead partner in this, to take that franchise and take it to another level. So I'm kind of excited about it and another African-American owner. Well, first of all, back to your original trivia question for me about if I had to take a guess of who would be the one owner that stays up on the culture. That was a no-brainer. Maybe the Air Force Ones and Free and Meek Mills had something to do with it. And the ice that he got from oh, me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and mixed in with a little happy endings. But look, this is a, this is a deal to where... It's not a shock to me. I mean, Robert Kraft, yeah. I mean, he's a guy that actually, you know, and I think, you know, sometimes you can get, like I said, fake hustle, sliding in first base. Sometimes you can get owners and people of power that they try to fake the fact of like, hey, man, I'm really down with them. Uh, You know, come on. All right. I just had three black people in my house last night. I love them. Robert Kraft isn't that guy. I think Robert Kraft is genuinely, for whatever reason, and I don't even know if I want to put it in a box and say he's down with the hip-hop culture or the movie. I just think he's a genuine guy that these people that happen to be in the hip-hop or the culture or whatever you want to call it, 
he's cool with. He gets along with. I think evidently he's got to be that one billionaire guy that is easy, that hasn't forgot where he's come from, and it's easy just to approach and hang out with. Okay. Uh, keep in mind, I mean, Robert Kraft was a guy, a fan that was sitting in the seats in the stadium of the old New England football teams. You know, the old school helmets with the Patriot guy just sitting there on the football. Those. He's sitting in the stadium. So he's got a passion of in regards to just a love for the game and what goes on. it. So, no, it doesn't surprise me. And Magic Johnson, look, um, first of all, I didn't know he just lost his father. I didn't know that. Uh, so thoughts and condolences to him. I had no idea that. Um, but Magic is one of those that everything, kind of like what Robert Kraft is saying, is that everything that he has touched, everything that he's won, definitely the difficult situations that he's been in. Um, and he is a guy that seems like, for the most part, uh, especially in his business career, which, you know, to be honest with you, Magic's business, and we all know what he's done on the court in basketball in his NBA career. But if you really go diving and go down the wormhole, it's it, it would be very arguable. You could make a statement that his business career is really a lot better than his NBA career. And that's saying a lot from a guy that won five titles. That's saying a lot. So, look, he's just successful. Now, I will tell you this. Um, I've always said that, you know, when you are a minority, and especially when you are a successful African-American minority um, and male at that, even though, like I said, some of the African-American or women get, you know, even been treated worse than we have over the course of the male, their male counterparts. But when you get success, and it doesn't even have to be the success on Magic Johnson, but mostly, well, let's just talk about that group here. Let's just talk about that tax bracket. It comes to the point when you get into situations like this, where when you normally, and it's the norm that this has really been, hey, they've never had a minority this. They've never had this, or this has not ever had a minority. And then all of a sudden, you're the one that's accepted. It comes to the point there are certain African Americans that have this been so successful and crossed over that they, you know, they're not really in the eyes of most, especially business and their peers. That's on their level. They're not look that that color sees past that. Like it's it's even where it's like that's magic, you know. And I've always said that description that I just gave you. Tiger falls under that. Michael Jordan falls under that. Oprah Winfrey falls in front of that. Those are the three people that I know. As African, and you could probably add magic in there as well. Because the things that magic has accomplished and, you know, the teams as he's on the stock, magic is doing business with huge, huge big time players in this world and country. I'm talking about from hedge fund people to what he's connected like that. And that's magic. So, so it's all about how the public perceives you and how you see like, hey, that's Jordan. You know, that's Tiger. Tiger was, I mean, when you, you're talking about one of the most, you know, secluded, exclusive type of sports there ever been in golf. And, and this is a guy that, but you know what? He was so good and so successful in a sport that was pretty dominated by, you know, um, people that wasn't African-American, by, by Caucasians, whatever. That's just one of those situations to where he got so good that they don't look at him like that. Those are three people 
that I can think of. And you could probably put magic in that. So to bring it full circle while I'm going off in that tangent, because I bring it full circle, that keep in mind, magic wouldn't be the first African-American person that's tried to purchase an NFL team. Okay, because if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, but I know Bob Johnson kicked the tires. He was he was rumored for a while. That's the founder, original founder of BET uh, that eventually bought the Bobcats, then sold it off to Mike. Um, Jay-Z, I know Jay-Z, I think Sean Combs, a.k.a. P. Diddy. I know I believe that they were part or getting in a group that had made a bid on potentially the Broncos, uh, even in the past. So my point is, and those guys got success and their wealth. But P. Diddy's not looked like that for the masses. Jay-Z's not looked at that. I mean, even Beyonce, Jay just reached, I think Jay just reached to the $2.6 billion mark that he's worth. Very impressive for somebody from Marcy Projects. But he's not looked at that. He's not looked in the light. Even with that wealth, he's not looked in the light. So I could see, like, to me, because in in this all boils down to where, uh, you know, a sport that I grew up watching, a sport that I love, a sport is the reason why I'm in this business that I'm doing this. It just comes to show. It it just shows. and, And I see this as I get older. It's like the NFL has known they've wanted minority ownership. I really do think, regardless what their personal beliefs are, it's business. Like they always say, there's only one color in business is green. Dead guys. Okay? The dead guys on them dollar bills. They've known they wanted this. But at the same time they wanted this, it's got to be the right one. It's got to be the one that can be accepted. And understand and be accepted to everybody, the majority of our fan base. And if you don't think that those conversations, you don't think that it actually goes down like that. Then you know what? I would just tell you that nobody knows. Not even Vince McMahon knows who's going to win the next WWE Raw match. Then believe that. If you don't believe that what I just told you, because I'm telling you, that's what it's about. They've wanted this. They've needed this, but it's ha- it wasn't just going to be anybody. Jay-Z? No, nah, man. Tell him he can have the concerts, though. We good with that. Roger, hey, Jay. You know. Who else? P. Diddy? Hey, man. Tell him don't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But tell him he can't come in here, though. Not P. Diddy. We like him, though. My kids love him. No. It's got to be that right one that is accepted by everybody. 877-37-GRIND. Also, NFL, um, I told you we talked about the Austin Eckler. Todd Bowles, head coach of Tampa, said today, I love Baker Mayfield's leadership skills. I'm like, it's Todd. What are they? Are they, are they lacing Todd with something down there in Florida? Somebody spike his drink. But Todd Bowles came out and said, hey, I love Baker's leadership skills. Look, and look, I'm not going to take anything from Baker or whatever, but I'm going to say take these comments with a grain of salt. 
Because, number one, what is the other option right now? That's number one. Kyle Trask. Like I said, what is really the other option right now? Number two, again, you are walking into a season that just completed, speaking of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the GOAT is retiring. Okay? The GOAT's retiring. And I'm going to add to that when I get back from the break. But when I saw this, I'm like, out of all, it's not the fact of giving Baker made, because keep in mind, I mean, he put some good film in the last couple games with the Rams. He didn't win all of them, I mean, but the Christmas, I mean, that was against a dysfunctional JV team, by the way. Coach, I should say, coaching staff. But he put some good uh, some film on tape, you know. Uh, but I'll talk to you about, again, what I really think why Todd Bowles is doing this when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spin the One and Twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producers for the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We've been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail. And that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in all different flavors. All right. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 87737-GRIND. All right. So... Jonas and I was having some interesting discussions during the break. Um, 
And he was asking me, and I think these are good, you know, especially in the time that we live in, I think these are good conversations to have um, openly with people you can trust of different ethnic backgrounds. Curiosity questions. So he really looked at my take about Magic Johnson in regards to my belief of ownership in the NFL, which I think they've been wanting to fight to get, or not should say fight, that's the wrong way to say it. They have made it, and behind closed doors, I believe it has been a priority to try to get a minority ownership group. Now, keep in mind, this ain't like putting it on LinkedIn or job ad and come and fill an application. These teams don't come up for sale that often. I mean, it's kind of like I go back to the Triple Crown in horse racing. Like we went 30 years without seeing it. And then all of a sudden it happened twice in a four-year period. The Triple Crown in baseball. I mean, that only happened one. That's still Miggy. But it's like the point is like things that we haven't seen all of a sudden they come in bunches. So to me, it's like it seems like these things always come up for sale, but they really don't. Because if you look at the last five or seven years of from the NBA to the NFL of teams that come up for sales and the price tags, it would make somebody that hasn't really paid attention ever really to the business side of this stuff think that this is the norm. It's not. So let's just say that when we talk about the owners looking at it as, hey, we would like to have this. I don't think they're looking at it like, hey, we got to do this. It's just like, hey, we, you know what? That would That's important if that situation comes about. But I said that, hey, it's got to be the right one. So Jonas was asking me like, well, look, if you feel Magic Johnson, you you know what? It's better to hear it coming from you. So the audience, <laughs> it's better to hear it from coming from you to ask me. And like I said, I don't speak for every black and African-American person in this country, let alone this region that I'm in. But I'll try to represent the best way I can. So go ahead and ask me. Well, you, you had a couple on the list that you thought that had you you know, pretty much figuring this out. Yeah, just just in terms of, I guess, crossover culture, right? Um, when you list uh, Tiger and Magic and Michael, uh, does uh, I, I've I kind of felt uh, Will Smith. Uh, I feel like a, a portion of America feels like he's crossed over into. Now this is before the Chris Rock slap. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, if you add, that was a good Will Smith. I was Fresh say, Prince. Right. I would say uh, Will. I would say yes, but I would say there's two things to that. There's 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 disclaimers on that. One, I would say yes, but he's not on the level of not to the level of Oprah, Michael Jordan, and um, Tiger Woods. He's not. But is he in that level? You know, in acting in Hollywood, they have B-list actors. Uh, we can call this B-less acceptance. Um, yes, Will would fall in. Now, that is prior. The other disclaimer, that's prior to the slap on Chris Rock because he lost some of that privilege from America on that night. Be like, oh, not Will. I mean, this is the guy that went around. I don't cuss in my records. You know, it, that so yes, that was a good, but that's level B. That's not those three we speak of. And you know, one I would put into the level, the A list, like we're talking about the Tiger Woods, Oprah, and Michael Jordan, I would put the late Michael Jackson in that category as well. Now, some people would think Mike took it to heart, trying to please both sides. 
Okay. But I always tell you, I tell everybody, because I grew up in my family, I'm like, man, he had a skin disease, man. Stop it. I even remember researching that because at first I thought, man, that's a good spin, Mike. You got to, but I was like, no, that is vertigo. That's a real thing. But the late Michael Jackson, I would put him definitely up there at that table with Oprah, MJ, and Tiger Woods. All right. Because I have a couple more questions here. Mm -hmm. But uh, so Serena Williams. Um, you know, again, uh, largely, again, because these questions kind of come up, okay, people who cross over into another culture, uh, tennis being a primarily white sport, of course, Tiger, the fact, you know, golf being a primarily white sport or Caucasian sport up until that point, um, that he really broke through, uh, Serena Williams. Um, with all the factors in general, um, I would say no. I would say yes. I think Serena is beloved by a lot of a lot of uh, white America and all ethnic backgrounds. But I would say no. Uh, and that has to do with um, I think that has a little bit to do whether it's fair or not. A little bit of her background and where she comes from, regardless. Some people, hey, well, this and this. And number two, you know, honestly, I will tell you, I mean, keep it real. I mean, Serena's like there are times on tennis where some of that Compton and came out of Serena. Okay, now that's not the PC thing to say, but I can go ahead and say that. That's one of the double standards since we live in a uh, an era now of double standards. But, yeah, no, I would say no. But she is loved by Matt, but no, I would say no. So so if Serena or, or Will Smith were up for bidding for an NFL team or whatever like that, Will Smith might be more generally accepted than Serena. I mean, because that, that, I'm just pulling from the Magic Johnson conversation. Prior to, yes, this is why we're all, because I know people just tune in like, why are they discussing this? Like, what is this for? This has, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this it's, has it's to do, yeah, yeah, this has to do with the Magic saying that, hey, he's got a relationship with Robert Kraft. He's, he's tried to buy the Broncos, didn't work. Then basically now he's up for the commander. So that's why we're even talking about the acceptance and all that. Go check the podcast, sportsgroundonline.com. Um, so if Will was up against, look, first. Because we do have this yeah. real life right now. Magic what? Johnson is on one yeah. party and Jay-Z is still interested. In his, he's in a group that is trying to get the commanders yeah. as well. And we're hearing reports today that Robert Kraft has an in for Magic Johnson because they have a relationship. And that matters. And that matters. Because like I said, in the ownership right now. In the NFL, with a lot of business activities and stuff, where there are new stadiums, TV right deals, sponsorship deals, whatever you want to call it, there's two people. It's Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft. Those are the two owners that handle a lot of the business stuff for 30 other their counterparts. Um, so that's a big deal. That's a nice connection uh, to have. But it, Serena, now Serena is ownership of some soccer team, right? Some MLS team. I think she has, um, you can fact check me, but I know she has minority ownership in an MLS team or something like that. But uh, for big time NFL, Will Serena, prior to, I would still say the name, and I would say being a part of a team, I would still probably give, in this one, I would give Serena that edge. So I know that sounds contradicting what I just said to, to answer your question, but this is more of what I'm telling you, the business aspect of things. Like the owners would be able to say that's Serena Williams. Now regardless right, regardless. Not only is she uh, African-American yeah. or black, but she's also a woman. Well, you kill two birds with yeah. one stone and her, and she's more 
like you know, Will is 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 a movie actor. I mean, he's I mean, he came in the game. Of course, everybody knows the rap and Fresh Prince, but he his the, his bread and butter has been in Hollywood on the big screen. I mean, after Independence Day, see you later. Okay, you're talking about a guy. There's been a few guys that's been in the twenty million dollar club movie and maybe also catch some on the back end type of guys. Tom Cruise, Will Smith is one of those guys. He's in that category. That's why everybody was shocked. Like, no, he didn't. Was that staged? It had to be. Look, um, I think that Serena, if she was part of a group, it would be more of like, even though. You know, Will might be more loved by America as a whole or white America, what you want to ever say. But the reality of it is, is that Serena is a more brand like it's a brand in sports and she's still out there. Like Will is like, OK, like Will can be that's Will. And then you lose sight of Will. But then, oh, he's got a big movie coming. Independence threes come. Whatever you want. Oh, Will. Serena Bad is Boys three. right. Serena is constant. Like that's Serena. You know, you see her on TV pitching. these, So that's the way. I would look at that. But we were talking, you asked me the opposite. Yeah, to, to, to go from... You know, to cross, flip it. Yeah, to cross over from white culture into black culture. Um, to, to, I'm just going to give them both at the same time here to save time. Um, Eminem and Justin Timberlake. Eminem's not even a question. I mean, that's obvious. I mean, M is like... Yes, and and he's earned that because I think M is the guy that he, I mean, he was up against it. I mean, you're talking about really being the first guy that's coming in after Vanilla Ice. Think about that. At the time of where rap was at that time and how long has passed Beastie between. Beastie Boys culture the, at that then time. They did a hell Biscuit of a job. At that time. Help, you know, well, Fred Dirtz, I know. Not on that one. I can't let you I'm slide. Just saying, I'm Biscuit. saying artists around yeah, that But time, I'm talking right? about hip hop. Let's hip hop. I never okay, considered sure. limp bit Fred Dirtz, no. I mean, I, it takes more than just running your hair back, head back, uh, hat backwards. Look, you got to think, when M came in, this is probably still about. Close to maybe already over a decade already had passed, maybe from the vanilla ice situation, maybe 10 to 15 years prior already, somewhere around there could be off in math. But what he was up against now, it it helped because Dr. Dre, Mr. Straight Outta Compton himself, co-signed and it was like, whoa. And Dre and but M delivered. It wasn't just about like, hey man, I think that we got this white guy that you know nobody's doing this right now. The guy was legit. So M, without a doubt, man, without a doubt, Justin Timberlake. I like JT, um, but I'm gonna sit there and tell you, to a certain extent, from the music standpoint, from the soul and collabs, I would sit there and say yes to a little certain extent. But nowhere close on the Eminem level. And I think a lot of it, I know with me, I, I didn't really start messing with Justin Timberlake until his solo career. I, I just could I was turned off by NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, all that whole era. You know, no. When he dipped his toes into R&B a bit. Oh, yeah, just yeah. the rhythm, the soul. I mean, some of the collabos, so yes. But on the level of M, no. No way. Not even close. Not even close. Not at all. Eight seven seven three seven grind. To take this train back onto the rails, mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, the ownership or sale uh, sale of ownership for the Commanders. 
the Cardinals. Yes. Owners, uh, owners. Uh, this, this might be another one to just line it up in, in terms of teams available for sale, but I'll let you take it. You know what? It's crazy that you set that up that way because that was going to be part of my take in this and without even knowing all the full details in general. But I know you have a situation. Um, there was an ex-executive, uh, Terry McDonough. Um, which I kind of, you know, I haven't followed Terry's career all, but I'm I'm aware I've read about him before. It stopped, you know, basically being executive with Arizona. But he's accusing Michael Bidwell, which is the former owner or the owner, right? Did he already current say? Owner yeah, current of owner Cardinals. of the Arizona Cardinals for cheating and harassment. Okay, now what I do know is on the cheating aspect. Now, supposedly, Steve Wilkes, who was there as a head coach, the brother that just had the intern job with Carolina, which probably should have got the job, and really, really got a raw, raw deal in Arizona, one and done. According to this, uh, to multiple reports, there was a situation where Mr. Bidwell wanted Wilkes to communicate still by using a burner phone, him and his coaches, when their general manager was suspended okay which you know nfl rules gm owner suspended there's no contact there's no contact with anybody in the staff anybody's the building they'll look at phone records they'll do all that they'll subpoena for phone records we do that that's just all their crazy bylaws and stuff that they have operating the way they do business in the national football league so allegedly through some reports according to this that mr bidwell wanted his former gm to Screw the suspension of what the NFL. Here's some here's some burner phones. Communicate that way. Which report said that Steve Wilkes was not really down for that. Like he was just like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to do all that. And I'm thinking, like, now when I heard this story, I'm like, damn, man. The brothers always they first of all, uh, lose game, pay a hundred thousand for every game you lose. Brian Flores. And then you come in and then like, hey, I still want you to communicate. Take a burner phone. Take a burner phone. Come on, man. You people know about this, don't you? Take a burner phone. <laughs> but, I hate hearing <laughs> you people. <laughs> but no, seriously. Like, that's just struck odd to me. Like, really? And you know what? And I guarantee you there's a lot worse. When I hear this stuff, you know, in regards to burner phones and owners did this and Snyder's telling, email me the pictures of the, the calendar shoot and all that. You just wonder what really, really goes on. When you talk about John Gruden emails, I mean, slowly but surely every year, it's just like really burner phones. But that's the tip of the iceberg. Now, of course, it's crazy you set this up by this because I was going to talk about like, you know, are we because the way this story's out and saying, oh, you know, harassment and then cheating. Like, I don't want to get to the point where you've got former executives, football operate presidents. I mean, and this is not just the NFL. I'll say the NBA, too. I don't want to get to the point where this bring it full circle. We always do here on the grind. When we talk about these teams being sold and the value of them and basically this, I don't want this become the norm where former scorn executives or whatever, they feel high. I'll get back at you. 
I'll go and tell them the fact that I maybe you didn't tell them at the real time you were offended by it. Or when he gave you these burner phones, they told them like, oh, come on, man. We're really going to, and you brush it off. But now you get fired, can't get a job. No one wants to rehire you. He's telling everybody, dude, don't hire that guy. He's like, then it's like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just go to the guy that I've got a relationship with Preston. I'm going to let him know that you cheated. I don't want this because the reason why I say that is we got to proceed with caution because if this is something we get in the norm where guys ex that are scorned that just want to find a way to jam you up to see, ah, I'll force you to have to sell this team. So that I thought about that as well, too. I'm not saying that this is bogus, but you seem to hear this a little bit more. And I, I proceed with caution when it's a form of exe uh, executive. You know, because why didn't I hear about this? And I understand this isn't the Dallas Cowboys. This isn't the Green Bay Packers. It's not the New England Patriots. I get it. But it's the Arizona Cardinals. But how in the hell do we not hear about? We heard everything Snyder was doing from pitchers, calendars, to running a culture where he's got general managers and VPs playing grab ass, sexual harassment. We heard about this for the last six, seven years. The rumblings before we even got to the point like, all right, man, I'm going to sell. I ain't heard anything. And I'm not, trust me, I know their ownership is kind of shaky because these are the same guys I told you was charging people in the cafeteria. Players. You want to take that to home to who? Oh, that'd be $20. What? Multi-billion dollar company industry. And come on. And charging players for food in the cafeteria? So nothing should put you past the Arizona Cardinals. But I would say proceed with caution because this could be, this is the one way that if you really want to get back at a billion a multi-billion dollar owner that you really can't touch once you leave the organization this seems like to me this is one of the tickets to go um so we'll see we'll see how it plays out but arizona and this is why i say man it just again it sucks when you are a fan base of a team especially in the nfl when you're dealing with ownership that really is incompetent and really does not care about winning they just care about really the bottom line and and that's almost what we're seeing in the situation with the cardinals in this report but burner phones that and discrimination harassing female employees yeah they, they've got the washington so, uh, football team uh cluster well, i'm pretty sure this will be they'll have legs to this one but anyway all right man that is a wrap uh for the show today special thanks to producer of the show jonas clark San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shot City, and people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button, before you roll out the rack, just sat yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas. White Plains, New York.
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 